0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the firewall training course, young sentinels. In this session you will be provided with experienced playback from a group of fellow transhumans, encountering one of many leftovers from the titans, somewhere out in the Kuiper Belt. You will be witness to the sensory input, emotions and thoughts, of Alice, played by Becca, Saul, played by Chris, Saurus, played by Quinn, and Roland, played by Slavek. The Continuity XP is now operational. Feel free to use your sorts to connect. We hope that your journey will be an enlightening one towards understanding and appreciation of our place in the universe. Eclipse Phase First Edition and the Continuity Scenario are licensed by Post-Human Studios. Search for EclipseFace if you want to find out more. Similarly, please look for Twin Cities by Night on your social media and podcast apps to always stay up to date with the new releases and to join our Discord chat. If you want to support us financially, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. Transhumanity's achievements surely are astonishing to think about. We have fully analyzed, altered and recreated our minds, our egos. We have conquered death by artificially creating bodies, not just equal, but surpassing our naturally developed ones. We have inhabited other moons and planets against all odds. But the fact that we only barely managed to survive the fall really should put things into perspective. We have lost our home planet, we have lost entire populations, and we have lost the security of being alone to ourselves when we created the Titans. Now, 10 years after the fall, transhumans are scattered throughout the solar system and even beyond. But today, we won't travel that far. Only to the very edge, the Kuiper Belt. Among many rocks of irregular shape are a few of our habitats. One of them is an odd-looking metallic starfish called the Kepler. And it's a research station belonging to the Argonauts. I guess it's a good time to introduce the crew. Let's start with... Joaquin.
2: All right. So the character I'm going to be playing is Saurus, an AGI life, which for those listening is basically just means he is a robot, born a robot, and he is currently in the morph or the body of an optrix, which is think like a uh, three foot or one meter if you're European tall, middle dinosaur bird thing, you know the kind with the uh, feathers and everything. And so what he does or what it does on the thing is just general maintenance and if need be like pilot some of the smaller uh like research probes
1: around the area. Exactly. Being a synthmorph, you also have the ability to crawl along the hull of the Kepler and check up on any defects. Exactly. You don't need to breathe oxygen.
2: <laughs> nope, not at all.
1: And next let's go to Becca.
3: I'm playing Alice, who is a human, more or less. She is very small. Um, often wears just big, kind of big, baggy jumpsuit. Um, is clean, but doesn't super get into her her looks. Um, short brown hair, and her responsibilities on this station is to do research, uh, specifically working with plant life and seeing how she can genetically modify them to grow in in low gravity areas.
1: Yeah, precisely. That's the thing that I didn't mention yet, but the Kepler is in fact a low gravity station. So imagine you're on the International Space Station, everything... Like, the rooms don't look like they do in regular houses because they don't need to. Everything is full of frunks that you can climb along and float through tunnels and whatnot. So, let's go over to Slavic. Alright, I'm playing Roland Petrovich, a specialist in the creation and maintenance of uh, biomorphs. He is currently sleeved in a morph of his own design. Or rather, it's a slightly upgraded Olympian morph with some added bonuses. Officially, he's here on a mission by the Socialist Republic of Titan. But in truth, this is just a cover. He is a spy for the Ultimates here. And he aims to uncover the necessary secrets of the station. Excellent. And finally, Chris.
0: Yeah, my name, my character's name is Saul. I am in charge of security. I'm a security specialist and mercenary for the station. I am about six feet tall, about 190 pounds. I have blonde hair that curl that goes down to the middle of my neck and kind of curls as it gets a little longer. I have a blonde beard that's well trimmed. Uh, blue eyes. I wear gray uniform that's starched with black combat boots and like a gray cap that I wear on top of it I have a scar that goes along the side of my jaw and he just kind of stares at people he's not too much of a talkative person he takes his job pretty seriously
1: yeah the scar is probably a cosmetic choice because he could get rid of it easily it looks intimidating (laughs) enough there you go (laughs) (laughs) right excellent the station is actually very small. You have very very little room to yourself in your well it's basically just a sleeping bunk, a general recreational area and the rest is all like technical stuff, research stuff. And there's only one more crew member and he in fact does not have a morph at all. This last crew member is Hans, a another AGI artificial general intelligence and he is a true Argonauts. The Argonauts. They are basically mainly researchers with a strong focus on well open source ideas. So they're they're very close to Titanians and well all the independent folk that aren't actually uh, that aren't as conservative anymore. Hans keeps you on a tight schedule. Every one of you works double or triple duty. And for example, LSU take care of all the medical checkups. As I already said, Sorus, you help out by keeping the Kepler hull intact every time a small comet strikes it. And one of those things that you have to do on a regular basis is a, well, mandatory ego backup every other week. So the way this works is each of you goes into the medical station of the Kepler. And either wirelessly or with a wired connection, you hook up to the main computer and with a encrypted transfer, your entire ego, like yourself, is read out and copied to the machine. This takes a while, kind of annoying, but, you know, it's safety protocol. And every month, one of these backups is sent out to another location to your backup insurance, whatever that may be. So if anything goes wrong, you have an offshore backup as well. So that's your life on the Kepler. You've been there Well, you're tasked to be there for about half a year. You've now been there for about six weeks and well, it's time for another one of these backups, but well, there is a loss of continuity. And so we start from the very dark. Sol, you feel yourself being fully immersed in thick liquid. Colors are flashing, you hear a rhythmic thumping sound in your ears. Another sound, maybe. Yeah, yes, another sound. Distressing, too. It's the voice of your muse, Brian. Sol, I realize you're barely conscious, but this is important. You're being sleeved into your previous morph. Wireless communication is being jammed, and I think we're running off a backup.
0: Why? Why is this happening? I don't know yet. I don't- with that, with that information, I'm trying to snap myself back into con, you know, like into control of my body right now. But it's yeah.
1: hard. Like you're struggling. Think like these weird pots in the Matrix movie. Uh, you're not hooked up to anything, but you're in this really thick syrupy liquid that is full of nutrients and keeps you alive. But you're really struggling to move your arms and legs and find that uh, opening button to get out of this receiving pot.
0: Bren, I need your assistance. Tell me where I am at, how I can get out of
1: this now. I believe it's the medical station of the Kepler, but wireless communication is completely down. I can't do much. Okay.
0: And I just go and I just start forcing, using my strength to like try to pop it open or, you know, try to. I'm definitely not sitting in there waiting for something to get me out at the moment.
1: Yeah, sure. So you're struggling. I'm going over to Alice. You do have the sensation of being immersed in this thick, thick liquid. And two squawking chimes go back and forth. They produce interesting rhythms that get faster and faster. Quite entertaining for a while until you realize it's two people talking. Quiet. She's waking up. And you sharply awake from a dream. Two people were arguing, but well, details, details are really faint. Instead, memories rush in. You're a researcher on the Kepler station and this morph, this feels familiar. Something must have happened to you.
3: Andromeda, are you are you there?
1: I'm here, Alice.
3: What's going on?
1: You're being resleeved right now. I I can't tell you what happened. Memories seem to be cut off from the last well from this backup.
3: What is the last um, thing I remember?
1: The last thing that you remember is that you went into the medical station to copy your ego onto the main server of the Kepler.
3: Okay. I'm also submerged in this goo.
1: Yes, exactly.
3: Okay. Uh, is part of the process of being resleeved, will that goo go away or do I have to actually force myself out of it?
1: I think it depends. Usually you would have an operator that opens up the receiving pod when everything checks out. But since you're fully awake right now, but still struggling, uh, you can override it from the inside.
3: Okay. Uh, am I able to see? I heard the two voices. Am I able to see anybody else through the through the goo?
1: Not yet. Okay. I think you would uh, honestly like keep your eyes closed because it's kind of icky. <laughs>
3: that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, then I will slowly feel around, knowing that it's going to take me a little bit of time to find the correct spot to release myself from within.
1: Sure, sure. As you do, I'm going over to Roland. You emerge from your resleeving pod that you just woke up in, and you find yourself in the medical bay of the Kepler station that you know very well. And your attention is immediately drawn to other resleeving pods next to you, two of which have struggling morphs in them. Hard to make out features right now, but you're, you're quite certain that it's your other crew members. There's eight of these resleeving pods in total, and four of them contained backup morphs that you are taking readings from every now and then. They are missing. And I go over to Saurus. The systems of your optorix Morph startup code. Clearly, you're running off a backup. And the first thing your visual sensors are picking up is the sight of a naked humanoid biomorph covered in thick ropey liquid standing in front of you. And two more struggling to emerge from their sleeping thoughts.
2: Did someone die? Why are you all gooey?
0: Get out of there now. We've been we've been we've lost continuity.
2: Uh, well, not the first
3: time, but
0: <clears throat> uh, Alice. Why why did this happen?
3: Why does it ever happen?
0: This is your department.
3: The last thing that all of us should remember is that we were backing ourselves up. Andromeda tells me that we don't have wired communication. So there's really not much more information to gather until we get out of here. We, we need, need to. to go figure out what's going on. I
0: right. look at I look at Roland. Roland, what did you say your role was again on the station?
1: Have we decided that yet, Tillman?
0: I guess I'd be uh testing uh biomorphs, stuff like that. Stress testing. Stress so you really don't know. All right. I take it you don't know what you haven't, you don't have any idea what's going on here either, do you? No, no idea. In my mind, I ask Chronos, Kron- the bugs are down, aren't they?
1: I think so. Wireless communication is completely jammed.
0: I look at Alice, this very well could be a security threat right here. We need to. Oh, duh. I look at the robot that said that to me for a second. I just kind of stared down at it, and then I looked back at Alice. We need to treat it as such. What are your precautionary methods if something like this happened? We need to find out whether or not we've been compromised.
3: Well, the immediate area is secure, correct?
0: I'm going to do some searching around the area here, see if anything kind of like stands out.
1: Yeah, you see the familiar medical bay of the Kepler. Nothing seems really out of place, only the fact you notice as well that You had four backup morphs in resleaving pods, but they are gone and you're not using them right now. So that's weird. Further, like let me describe the room real quick. It's about like twenty square meters, but it's not rectangular. It's almost cylindrical. Like think of a honeycomb design. So you got many, many walls with lots of equipment, like everything's cramped full. So these twenty square meters circumference is fairly usable. And since you're operating in low gravity, again, like you can move anywhere. And besides the sleeving ports that you already looked at, you have a bunch of closed shelves on the sides. Like everything here is closed up, so it doesn't move around all the time. And there's also a, another robot in this, in this area. It's a doctor bot. The level of artificial intelligence these robots have is not equivalent to that of well, say Saurus or Hans but they are a complete uh, automatic surgery environment. And from this DoctorBot now comes a voice, which is unusual. And you recognize it as the voice of Hans, your operator. AI server HKQ01 HKQ01 has suffered combat damage and requires... Please report to the operations module. Disable all wireless communication and... Zzzz. Repeat. Disable all wireless communication. Treat all wireless-enabled devices as compromised.
0: Did you hear that? We're under combat right now. I go over to the
2: uh, robot. Is it, is Hans in there right now, or is it just like a recording of uh, his voice? Like, can I t- like figure out what's going on with that?
1: Well, you can. Um, what do you want to try to do with the robot? I guess I want
2: to see if I can like interface with it and see if, like it, is it like is it Hans actually in there or is he just is like a program he ran? That what what is how what is the message coming from?
1: Well, you're very sure that Hans is not in there because he couldn't really sleeve into this robot. That doesn't work that way mm-hmm. because it's not a synth morph. But yeah, you can try issuing voice commands. But you can also access it with your wired connection. I think you have access jacks on your I do. on your morph design. I do.
2: I'm a robot, I got all the I got all the plugs. Alright, so yeah I'm gonna see if I can like plug into the robot and see like what's see if I can like get like a little bit of a background what's happened with it. Sure. Would that be interfacing?
1: Uh I think so, yes. Interfacing is accessing technology. And I did not get it. Let's just say you you try to run a wire to the robot and like figure things out. But you just basically waste time. Like you try to find out how this works out and you're not really sure. And you just stand around a bit. Meanwhile, what do the other three of you do?
3: I'm looking for additional clothing for our new suits as well as checking to see if anything's missing from the area that should be stocked normally.
1: So you start opening up shelves and you quickly find, like, disposable towels to, like, wipe off all the excess syrup. Definitely start um, passing those out. <laughs> yeah, and you also find, uh, I'm going to say, medical gowns, but they're not the surgery kind, so you, you're covered up. But It's not much of a spaceship uniform right there, but you don't have anything else right now, it seems. You, you really just have the the... There are basics that would be in this medical station. You also know that along with the doctor bot, there is a very small uh, nanofabricator. It's basically like a 3D printer, but it can make literally anything. The problem uh, with the small one is it has to fit in like a one gallon, like milk jug kind of area. And this takes time. But you could use this nanofabricator if you want.
0: I'll take the towel she handed me and one of the uniforms that she found the gowns or it's a gown you said uh I'll, I'll put on the gown and i'm gonna look to see if there's any kind of weapons around that i can find or anything that i could use as a weapon at least a scalpel no. or something. yeah just anything
1: no weapons inside you could yeah. make a scalpel on the on the nano
0: how long would that take that you said it take a while though right
1: it would take a little while yes
0: yeah we don't got anything we can use as weapons here, so I say we proceed with caution once we leave here. Where did where did he tell us we needed to go? Where did Han say we needed to go? HKQ one was it? He said he said the server, but he said to leave and go somewhere, right? Isn't that what he said? Or did I mishear that? Probably just oh yeah, heard
1: he he did actually say, "Please report to the operations module." But as you say, Hans out loud, uh, the robot also le- also responds in Hans's voice. I'm not available right now. Do we
0: trust the bot, though? What other choice do we have? Well,
2: I, I looked through and can't find anything too wrong with it, aside from the fact that it's speaking with Hans' voice. So Hans. my guess is that he put like a little program in here to run in case things went... What was the phrase? To- a walk a a a I don't know whatever the phrase is
0: yeah, enough discussion about phrases. maybe we should get going to find out what the fuck is going on here.
2: Let me just check to see if there's air in the next room first I gotta go go to like the door to the next
1: uh, module right, so the door is closed, and well, since all the wireless communication is being jammed, like you can't access it, it also doesn't respond to any commands you send it wirelessly can't really read senses from it either but give me a straight perception check from just me or everyone all right oh yeah well, I suck at that well, you said you want to check it out yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Suck at that nobody
1: didn't get it you didn't get it you're really not sure like you don't know how to find out right now because this is an unusual situation you're not really used to not being able to communicate with the Hundreds, if not thousands, of sensors around you. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm too used to being plugged in.
3: Not, I, I see Doris struggling as he's like fumbling trying to figure out what to do, and I just go and lay a hand on him and it's like, it's okay, we'll just we'll keep calm. I'm, We're as, gonna blind as,
2: you, I'm as blind as you I'm as as you apes.
0: I go up and I go check the door while the, while he insults Alice. I'm gonna go do my check of the door here.
1: Do you want to open it, or I want to the-
0: open it eventually, but I want to check it first to make sure that, like, you know, basically, I'm being hyper, uh hyper alert right now. Like, I'm definitely on edge a little bit, so I want to like see if I hear anything beyond the door. If there's any way I can tell what's on the other side of the door, and then see if I can open it.
1: Right. So you probably can't hear anything through the door because it's like a really thick uh, door that that could seal off the entire module. Like you could make an airtight seal and it probably is right now so it's basically door is almost the wrong term because it's like this cover on a circular hole okay
0: i'm gonna open it i'm gonna try to see if i can open it
1: right so you fumble around because there must be a manual override somewhere for these emergency situations yeah and you find it and well you move your hand across it It doesn't really take a button press like you just keep your hand on there, and it recognizes you as a crew member. Mm-hmm. And you hear a very loud and slowly dissipating like sound, and the air around you starts to feel cold as like wind passes by you. It takes a moment, and then the door slides away. Now, everyone, give me a straight perception check.
0: I fail.
3: I made it. Seven out
0: of ten. Oh, I I missed mine. I got a sixty-seven. Mine is forty-five, so I missed mine too.
3: I also missed mine. I made it.
1: Okay, so Soros, your your worst nightmare came true. As the wind picks up around you and you feel like the cold breeze moving along your wings. Your mechanical wings you you realize yeah this is this is really bad because first it's the wrong direction air is is escaping through this door that's just opening not the other way around so there's a negative pressure a difference outside and also this was really loud and kind of elongated and yeah you're not sure but you you think you're entering a room with really really low pressure and you also now notice that there's like an Orange indicator light that you never really paid attention to, but that you were looking for one minute ago. That what was the? Orange, light orange, say? orange is it's just that light, but you would know it means yeah danger, but not uh, like deadly.
2: Like not like immediately die danger. I see. No,
1: no, it means just pay attention and fix the issue.
2: All right. I think what happened is that we had a whole... And lost some air. And judging by the temperature, I'd say life support isn't working as efficiently as it should be.
0: Can you fix it?
2: Well, I have to see what the damage is before, but... Maybe. It depends on how damaged it is. Best case scenario, fix it, we get fine, no problem. Worst case scenario, I have to to drift all the way back to near station with your stacks in my hand.
0: So to clarify, you can go at least assess the situation, make it back okay? Yes. Then go do it. That's your job, right?
3: Is that wise, though? Uh,
0: Wise to have something do its function?
3: Well... There's four empty pods. There could be something going on that we're not aware of right now.
0: Well, lady, it's pretty obvious we're not meant to be sitting in this room and staying in this room.
3: Does there happen to be oxygen tanks in the room?
1: No. Your equipment, like everything specialized, would be probably in the machine shop. Like an area that you could reach in a in another module of this uh, starfish-like station. So you have like a center module, and you know that's where your plantation is. It's quite a large area, and a circular like hallway around it connecting to all the other submodules, and the medical bay is just one of that.
2: So we're in the circular hallway, not in the main area yet.
1: You're going through the door, I take it? Yes. Yeah, so you're entering this circular area, exactly. And well, as you step out, you notice first, like it's cold, definitely light is really dim. Like usually everything is lit up very brightly. There's all kinds of screens, usually showing a bunch of graphs, data, uh, analysis, and they are all like non-functional right now. Some of them show like error messages or like something like that. So you only have like the basic emergency lighting right now. All right. So
2: do I do I know where to go if like if I need to check like the uh, you know life support systems?
1: On your right would be your sleeping bunks and the recreational area. Basically, the complete opposite side of the circular hallway would be the fusion power generator, which contains all the life support systems as well. And you have between these two. Also on the right of you, the, the machine shop and to the left of you is the operation center and computer bay. Now, as you step out with no mesh connections active, everything really is eerily quiet. Like you're starting to notice now, as you step into this larger hallway and for the first time in a really long time, you all have this experience of like living without a steady influx of notifications, messages, without any music on any, any tasks that you can follow. So yeah, you do it yourself. I don't like this quiet. It it doesn't
2: sit right. Is that sit? Is, is that right? Sit feel? Oh, whatever. It's. Ugh. I'm going to check the uh the power room to see if we because if well if the operating room is like this i don't think it's gonna do us much good unless we have power so that's what i'm gonna go look at
1: first everything is planned so uh sorus you want to go down the hallway and move yep. through the fusion power plant yep does anyone go with him or is he all, all by himself
0: i'm gonna go with him See, i'm not gonna task this poor little thing to go do it on his own and i'm gonna go do my job even though he has a, a mouth on him that kind of grates my nerves
3: I will also go with...
0: No. Stay here. You're a burden. This is. You stay where you need to be at, and I'll go take care of this.
3: Then I go to operations. I give them just like this very, how dare you tell me what to do, and I I go another direction, because that's where we're supposed to go.
0: I shall go with Dr. Alice. You do that. As I'm walking with SARS I'm like, something's not right here. Did you need to say that?
2: Did you think I didn't know that?
0: This is called starting a conversation. Oh, yes. This is where you tell me your insights and tell me what you think of the situation.
2: I think that this is a very bad situation for you, organics, to be in. Inconvenience for me, definitely, but not the worst I've been in, or could be.
0: You know, I I tend to not like organics myself. You never know what they're thinking, but you. I prefer your brutal honesty.
2: I just look at okay, it's like aren't you wearing flesh right now?
0: I am. And it's fine. Doesn't mean you have to like people.
2: Huh. Alright, good to know.
0: Hey, so what can you do with this mess? Can you fix this?
2: Well I need to see the mess first.
0: Well, let's make sure you get there in one piece. Uh, what, you have something to say?
2: Nah, I just like
0: Are you scared? Not do you feel really? Fear? no
2: i can feel fear
0: hans was pretty jacked up back there you that wasn't you were-
2: hans though that was like it's like a message he left it, it notice you can't just like plug someone into a thing like that you have to like it's more likely he just left a message for us i don't know where he is and all this i say looking around at the uh, wires and everything
0: but you said your little buddy back there was fine He didn't strike me as fine
2: well, I don't know. I am not the greatest at medical bots. It's not my uh, speciality. I'm more used to and more used to spacecraft.
0: So why would a medical bot be all fucked up like it was back there?
2: Same reason that we have apparently had a hole in this space and lost some power. a that happened. Under,
0: the hole I can understand. Something big went through the hole. Fine. What I understand is why that medical bot that was in that area with us is all fucked up right
1: now. Short interruption. The medical bot was perfectly fine. It just had this uh, weird recording of Hans and reacted to his name.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. My my guy doesn't, I would say, doesn't oh, probably okay, know that. So yeah, 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 wanted, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, to- yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, my question is what caused that?
2: Hans let probably like access the thing from wherever his wire network is and put a message in there for us.
0: So, then that tells me that Hans isn't here. Or wasn't here when that happened. Whatever happened.
2: Maybe he's one of the bodies that was moving around. Who knows?
0: When you fix this shit, can you interact with the system and find out where these bodies are?
2: Uh, maybe I don't think they put trackers in their our morphs. Did Did you, did you put a tracker in my morph?
0: No, I didn't. But I okay.
2: And I said, "It's like I I'm watching you." If there's like you know,
0: eyeless visor. What's with that? What's with that glare, there, buddy?
2: Well I have to do something. I have to mimic i have been told that it's best for organics to see expressions on
0: Yeah, things. you're, you're eye fucking me with that expression. What's on your mind? Let it out.
2: You're rather mean.
0: Not mean. I actually like you. Imagine uh, how I talk to these other fuckers.
2: Ah. Huh. Alright.
0: You have a job, you do it. That's what I do. Now let's get you over here to see if you can fix this shit.
1: Alright. So getting closer to the Submodule with the the fusion power plant. You start to notice like there's a there's a rip along like the the plastic uh, cover that is all over the plantation to keep in the moisture, and you you notice like there's a steady like gust of uh, dirt and debris from the soil that's in there like rushing towards the the airlock that leads to the fusion power plant.
2: So, as I kind of like get closer and I sort of am I like picking up like it's like a leak on the other side of it or is it
1: like a hole? What can I pick that up or for the plantation or for what from the fusion room? Okay, so you get close and you want to find out where the breach is, but like you notice to get close it gets kind of dangerous. Like the pull of the the air around you is really tough at this point, mm. so. If you wanted to go there, that would take a free fall roll. You would know that ahead of time, so that's why I'm telling you. But you can't see right, yeah. what's going on right now. However, you know that there is like a docking airlock on the other side of the fusion power plant module, so there's an outside door.
2: All right, all right. So do I have to like go past the uh, rough patch to get to the airlock, or can I go? Is it like a go around it?
1: No, you would have to. Get close to the to the entrance to the power plant module, mm-hmm. and like fight your way uh, along the walls and the rungs through this gust of dirt and debris to All get right. in there and fix it up. All
2: right, yeah. All right, so I just t- turn to uh Saul and just like stay back. This looks like there's a, the holes on the other side of this, this holes over here, and I try to see if I can uh let's see, wood flying or I think. I think, actually,
1: I think I'm better at fly... Can I start to fly through it, or...? Well, my suggestion was uh, free fall. Oh, I see, Um, free fall, uh. But Eclipse Face does this thing where you have complementary skills, like they are similar enough, so you could use them. But I think flight is flying a... a spaceship, isn't it? I'm looking
2: at it's either when it's you're in a flight capable morph. If you're trying to fly a spacecraft, it's a pilot skill.
1: Oh, right. okay. yeah, so someone without wings would have to use freefall, but you you do have wings operating in low gravity environments. so you can use flight, but still it's very hard with the debris and the the pull of the air and the turbulence. So right. I'm adding a plus twenty to the difficulty. I
2: got a thirty eight out
1: of seventy two. Oh yeah, easily. That's actually quite good.
2: Yep, I made sure to mm. make sure to have a high flight. I am I got wings, I want to fly.
1: Yeah, you put your wing engines into uh, full gear and you maneuver your way across the turbulences and to the airlock that leads to the to fusion power plant. So this is basically like a large tunnel. Of course, there's like a small airlock so you could go into the room. In there there's basically Nothing you can really mess with because all the power plant and life support systems are closed up. Like you really only have like uh, status terminals, but you can't really make out details. Light seems to work and there was air in the medical bay and resleaving worked. So you're assuming that's all fine, but trying to make out what's wrong, please give me a perception check again. But now that you're close, you can, well, let's say you can add 10.
2: All right. Yes, I made it with the added ten.
1: Excellent. Yeah, you see, the airlock on the other side is not only wide open; like there's a, is a big like metal bar that was put in place to keep it open.
2: Can I dislodge it?
1: Well, do you want to go through? Through through the uh, door. Imagining it like you're right now circling the, the airlock, trying to stay away from the like the. Oh I see, reach. I see yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I've been uh, Checking things out from a safe distance still.
2: Yeah, yeah. So can I sort of like, like 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 get closer and then like sort of like grab onto the edge of like the door and like try to click try to kick the uh bar out
1: yeah. I would say that's another one of those flight roads.
2: Alright. Alright. High skill, don't fail me now. No, Oof. it failed me. Wait, oh, <laughs> I think I can actually, I'll. Uh, this, just for this one, I'm going to spend a moxie point. So now I'm going to bring me down to two and gonna flip the roll. So right, right. I'm down to one moxie point, and so now I have a ni- 49 out of 72.
1: Yeah, and that's, even with the negative I was going to give you, still just about a success. Yes! So you get super dangerously close to, like, tumbling into empty space. If you had a heart, it would be rushing burn but your systems are definitely like freaking out heavily. And well you get close to the to the point where this metal bar that you saw is attached and you notice like this is welded across across Mm. the door. Like you cannot physically move it away. You would need a lot of time. You would need like a flex cutter or something Mm. and like work on it for a really long time. And under these conditions right now, there's no no point in that. Like this, is lost.
2: Ah, all right. So I'm going to, you know, sort of like you know, make this, you know, make it, make my way back towards the place, just sort of like, oh, uh, like make way back onto like solid ground, or you know, not out of the airflow ground.
1: All right. So I'm gonna give you that because you're not like trying to. Uh, do anything while Outrages. you fly around yeah. <laughs> and i already almost killed you twice mm.
2: well i would have been I was inconvenienced at most
1: yeah so hugging the wall maybe with with your claws and using the rungs to your advantage you make your way out against this stream of dirt and debris it's a good thing you're a synth morph or that would like cut you up really bad but you're yeah, wound tolerance is pretty high. So you crawl again into the into the main circular area through this airlock.
2: And uh, the, the turn to Saul is like, yeah, we have a problem. Someone literally barred the airlock open.
0: <laughs> Fuck. You, f- you fixed it, huh?
2: I couldn't. You need, like a, you know, like, a cutting torch or something to get through it. And then you have to, like, position yourself so you don't fall out into space. I, I didn't have the equipment with me. And it's not something that's going to be easily done if we can do it with the, with the stuff we have.
0: So someone's actively trying to sabotage this station, then? Yep. I'm trying and look. Is there any kind of council around that I can get on myself and try to, like search to see if there's any security logs or video or anything that shows the area?
1: Yeah, there are some terminals around and you could, well, uh, let me think. You, Unlike uh, Soros, you do not have access jacks in your morph, so you would have to use the wireless connection but it is jammed right now.
0: Fuck, I can't get into anything. I can't search any kind of fucking measures that we have put in place with wireless being down
1: just because like your character would know it, you actually have a tracking software, basically an augmentation to your morph, (laughs) you have a tracking software augmentation in your morph, and you can use it to find sources of wireless communication, and you could probably locate the source of the jamming signal.
0: Bird, I'm going to go and I'm, I got a way to track down where I think this jamming signal may be, give me one second.
2: Dinosaur, like, please. I done. chose this more for a reason.
0: Why? Would, why did you choose it?
2: I like dinosaurs.
0: Oh, guess a simple enough answer. Give me one second, and I close my eyes and I access my tracking device to find
1: the wireless blocker. Hell Do yeah. you have a high investigation still? That I, actually I, sounds really nice because that means like following clues. I have investigation fifty-five. I think that sounds sounds okay. reasonable. So.
0: so do i get any bonus because of my device i had to ask well
1: no the device allows you to follow this lead at Uh, all.
0: gotcha gotcha makes sense so um i'm spending moxie i'm gonna spend my one moxie on this shit because we need to get our wireless backed up to get shit done
1: all right you succeed immediately Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. and the trail leads you directly back to this doctor bot and your your suspicion (sighs) that something is wrong with it was right because apparently it has been modified in such a way that it Permanently, like occupies all the wireless communication.
0: Dinosaur bot. Sorry, I open oh, my eyes. I look down at him. Something is fucking wrong with that doctor Bot. Really? It's, it's the jammer. Now, when we go back in there, I need to know something. Do you, you have? Do you have the bite that goes along with what you're trying to be?
2: Well, I don't keep- actually have a mouth, so.
0: Can you take out that fucking bot?
2: It's just a bot. I. I'm just. Are you asking me to?
0: I, I'm asking you to take it fucking out. So we can access our wireless again.
2: Okay, yeah, fine. There's a you know there is a difference between a bot and an AGI. You know there is a difference between the two of us, right? Yes. It'd be like me asking me asking you to be if you're afraid to take out a monkey.
0: I wouldn't be afraid if you, if that's what you're asking.
2: That's why I'm explaining.
0: Okay, let's go ahead and take care of this thing. Maybe that those two will be grateful for what we do. Most likely not. Are people not <laughs> grateful? Normally you you'd be surprised. You seriously, as we're walking over there, be surprised. That's why I don't like people. That's why I don't talk to people that much. I see. They're overcomplicated. Huh. Yeah.
4: Oh. Hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. to see you there.